Fourth of July weekend and week is upon us and greetings and good morning and welcome aboard and welcome home. Inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios and built by the Barn Dominium Co. Speaking of the U.S., one of the nation's best builders. You can head to the thebarndominiumco.com and build your dream home for as low as $160 per square foot and if you need anything in the sign industry sign in columbia gamecock owned and operated that's where you want to go anywhere in south carolina you can order from matt vaughn and his team the preferred sign partner of gamecock athletics it is our fourth of july celebration on inside the gamecocks the show we are off all next week as we'll all take vacation and be rejoining all of you on monday july the 10th so we hope that you will celebrate america safely and uh, we will miss all of you for a few days but don't worry we'll be back and we'll be back bigger and better than ever matter of fact a couple of major updates to programming will be following our return uh, on july the 10th so certainly looking forward to that god bless the usa as lee greenwood once said and we are not done honoring america on our program today as we will do it throughout the show my background here is partially america and partially Eric Church, because tonight the Chief and myself reunite. Uh, he is in Charleston for the first time in 11 years. He did play last night, and I just cannot wait to get to Daniel Island and be right up close and personal uh, as I have been since 2004. So that's a selfish plug for myself, being in the church choir for almost 20 years, but I don't care because uh, it is uh, it is so much fun. And I was texting with you two last night trying to figure out what I needed to wear tonight, and I'm like a woman. But that's all right. Uh, I've got it all ironed out. So good news on that front. Chris Phillips will join us at the top of the uh, second hour as uh, the Spurs Up, the host of the Spurs Up show will give his uh, thoughts on some football-related stuff and certainly uh, say happy birthday to the United States here on our program at the end of this hour though we will be joined by michael manis who is the owner of travelingcountryclub.com for a few minutes they've got a big golf tournament coming up up in the uh, merle's inlet area in july and we're going to let him tell you about it if you're a golfer and you want to play and you haven't signed up maybe this will encourage you to do so it is the event of the year and over 10 grand in ca- i think it might be 12 grand in cash actually We'll go to the winning team, which is just going to be fantastic. It's called the Plunder on Polly's. You can head to TravelingCountryClub.com and check that out. I do have a question for all of our audience as well uh, because I, I one of my ultimate goals is to travel the country. And I've been to a lot of places, but I haven't, of course, been everywhere. What is the one place in America – that you haven't been or haven't seen, but would like, you can only choose one. You get one free trip. Someone's going to pay for it. It's the one place. It could be anything. It could be a, a mountain. It could be, I saw Brad Crawford just sent me a message and said Arlington Cemetery. It literally can be anything. The one place that you haven't been in the United States. I don't know if y'all have just one. Um, I, I have wrestled with this for a while, but I, I don't know. JC, do you have one? 
uh, it's, it's easy to say Alaska and Hawaii, but I, I'll, I'll stick with the, the, you know, the contiguous United States. Um, Yosemite. Oh, uh, in we California, find a new one. <laughs> well, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, no, y'all can, yeah. can want to see the same place. You know, it's okay. <laughs> you know, uh, Northern California. Uh, one place. Uh, you know, I don't. I, I don't. I'm always about, like wanting to take a week. And this was before the city of San Francisco became, you know, a third world country. Because so I probably would skip that part. But I, I wouldn't mind flying into Northern California somewhere. Probably just go into Sacramento, Drive you know down. what I'm saying? Yeah. Drive to go hit wine country, Napa Valley, all that. You know, drive up through uh, Yosemite, see the trees and all that, then bounce back to, you know, Tahoe and Reno uh, and have some fun that way and then come back. That that whole – that's one area. I mean, I, I went to the Bay Area several times for, for work when I was traveling um, with rivals in ESPN and, and 24-7. Uh, in fact, the Stanford Nike camp was one I hit all the time, but I never really got to go beyond that. Never been to Reno, never been to Tahoe. Love the Godfather, the movie. And of course, a, mm. a lot of that was shot in Tahoe, the, the sequels. And so, uh, yeah, um, that would probably, if, if I, you know, uh, of course, everybody wants to go to Hawaii and everybody likes to, you know, you know, is fascinated by Alaska. Someone I know went on an Alaskan cruise recently and said it was just like a postcard. Uh, but, that's it. That's the easy way out. You want to know a place somebody says free trip anywhere in the continental United States, and I'd, I'd probably take uh, I'd take that uh, Northern California trip. What about what about you, Phil? Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Yosemite's at the top of my list. There, I'd love to go see that. But uh, yeah. if I'm thinking just like if I'm limiting myself to just a city, I'd have to say Las Vegas. Really? I've never been to Vegas? Huh? Yeah, never been that's to Vegas. Phil. I, don't I know, have, I don't, right? I know. <laughs> I don't have a lot of desire to go there. I never have. Um, mm, I'd, boys I'd, may I'd, be going there soon. Well, <laughs> I, it. I mean, if, it, if, if it's to celebrate you and the beautiful Nat, then of course. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have. I mean, there's so many things that I that I want to see. I mean, I've never seen the Grand Canyon. I'd like to see the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Um, you can do that for Vegas. For Vegas too. It's close. Yeah. I well, never, guys, before I went out there, first time I visited there was like 2011. Mm-hmm. Never had a desire to go either. Yeah. Then I went and I was like, holy crap, this place is cool. Yeah, I want, now you need to get out. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been up to, like, I've, I've of course, gone to Wyoming because of, of family, uh, my or my wife's family. Uh, southeastern Wyoming is a lot more beautiful. People think, when they think of Wyoming, generally, if they've never been out west, they only think of Jackson. Wyoming is an enormous state. It takes you nine and a half hours to get from the northwest corner to the southwest corner. That's how big it is. Um, there, so there is a little bit more than Jackson, you know. Uh, so I've been, like, to the Grand Tetons, and um, which are just unbelievable. Uh, Yellowstone. Haven't been all through Yellowstone, uh, but I've been there. Um, yeah, man. It's, I mean, when Brad said, too, and I, and I thought about that, like, Arlington Nationals, that would just be so powerful. To, to go to Arlington and see it. Yeah. You know, I, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. But um, I, I can't believe he hasn't it. been, though. But, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, talking about Brad Crawford? Brad, yeah, he doesn't yeah, live yeah. that far. It's only like a four-hour drive, I would think. Maybe five from yeah. – he's in the Fayetteville area. Have you all ever anyway. seen it? Have you ever seen it, Phil? Uh, yes. I have a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but it not, is uh, powerful. 
I've never done the whole like all of DC thing because I've I've kind of been in and out, and frankly, I try to avoid that place. Uh, yeah, not because of the history, but because no, of the sure. people. I get it. Yeah. Um, uh, the scaredest I ever was actually uh, funny story is uh, Dylan Stewart School in DC. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I've been to some rough schools, you know, Compton Dominguez, Compton High, East LA, you know, lots of places where. You know, I would do I would do a ball game in Brooklyn, uh, where they got barbed wire around the field, and you just get off the subway. I had a two thousand dollar camera with me. Uh, was never as afraid as I was at Friend, Friendship Collegiate Academy in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- those aren't really the people I'm afraid of. I don't want to be around. It's, it's the politicians and the slime and the the disgustingness <laughs> that that takes and the lie, the mendacity, the mendacity, mendacity. if you will. I am cloaked in mendacity. You're cloaked once you cross the Potomac. You're cloaked in mendacity. That's yeah, you get inside that beltway. Have you? I've done so, a lot of the stuff in in Washington. Fortunately, grew up outside of the area of in Fairfax, which you know was like we were literally five minutes from a metro stop. So we were in and out of the city, and and I got kind of got spoiled on it as a kid. You know, just got to see and do a lot of the stuff that. As yeah. I get older, I find out not everybody's had the opportunity to do so. That's no, uh, well, I agree. We were going in. Mm-hmm. We were I'm going a history in buff, and like the, the history there. Like I would love to yeah. see the history. You know the the able. By the way, there's an Abe Lincoln Memorial in Wyoming. On I really? there's one. In, yeah, there's it's two really, in Illinois. It's yeah. It's it's. I can't remember the story behind it. I'll have to oh, yeah, dig sure. that up. But my father-in-law said, "Yeah, the Abe Lincoln Memorial is huge. You're going down I-80 and." There's Abe. He's he's staring at you. He's enormous. There's like but, three in Illinois. There's there's where he's buried in Springfield, the capital. Yeah. There's uh there's one in downtown Chicago that uh, our, our friendly rioters tried to tear down two suburbs ago. So I never really understood that, but that's okay. Um, and then uh, uh, then there's one in his birthplace. His birthplace is uh, in in actually that's in Indiana. I'm sorry, he was born in Indiana. So yes. Yeah. Or maybe boyhood home, something like that. Ronald Reagan's boyhood home is also in Illinois. You guys didn't know that, did you? Uh, I grew up in a small town in Illinois. and Finally, I was was a sportscaster in Iowa. And then I moved to Hollywood and became, yeah, Nancy, that's right. Anyway, (laughs) some days I miss old Ronald Reagan. Hell, I miss Bill Clinton. Hell, I miss Barack (laughs) Obama. (laughs) I'm I'm like, oh, man. Uh, longing for the old days. I'll, I'll take Rich. I'll take Jim. I'll take anybody with Jimmy Carter back. Yeah, I'll take Richard Nixon. Carter. No, yeah, Lyndon Johnson. Nixon, you know, uh, just here. please, please, just get good God. Um, but the last two have been an adventure, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, but yeah, there's. The, I love history and stuff, and I need. I need to do more of that, and and really, you know. I don't know. We're driving down to Gatlinburg tomorrow, and I'm trying to think of someplace historical to take the boys on the way, and, and there's nothing but the distilleries. Well, <laughs> I tell you what. While you're there, though, JC, you would enjoy this. This is pretty neat. It would take you probably, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes or so from there. If you get a day if, and you want to drive into Catalucci Valley, the, the original homes are still uh, well, I was going to say erect, but I don't want to do that. Uh, are still up, uh, uh, up mm-hmm. in the valley, and it, you can you can walk in them, 
Uh, you got to be careful because, you know, they're uh, you should be all right with bears this time of year. But um, there will be some elk and stuff that will walk around down there. But you can go down and you walk in and they have found a way to bring the photos and stuff all, all back to life. And they're up on the walls and they tell you the stories of the families. There's an old cemetery down there of one of the families. I can't remember the maybe Wilson. I can't remember. But it is really neat to see it. It, it, it if you if you like that, and there's just room to run because it's right along. Um, it's right along the river that runs right through the Cataluchi Valley. So you can kind of go down. You can walk over the bridge and walk alongside the river and do all that stuff. But if you get over towards the mountains, or you feel like one day you want to go exploring and maybe head over to um, Cherokee or something to go to the casino, go into the valley and go see those things. I mean, I can kind of tell you where it is if you're if you send me a text. And sure. um, it's pretty neat, man. It's pretty neat stuff. That is cool. That is cool. We have to go check that out. There's uh, got a long ride tomorrow. Eight yeah. and a half hours. By the way, the, so we, the, we, the, we the Lincoln two Monument. Bu- two buckets now. We passed yeah, two we, buckets now. There's one in, uh, one in Sevierville. So. The uh, the Lincoln Monument that I was telling you about on I-80 um, was built in 1959 over that's the old Lincoln Highway. It's the uh, the first transcontinental highway from New York mm-hmm. to San Francisco, I believe. Um, that uh, I couldn't remember exactly what the story was, but um, but uh, he's the one, of course, who got that through, and so they they built a statue of him overlooking the highway that travels from coast to coast. Pretty cool, pretty cool story. Honestly, I watched that, that movie Lincoln with Daniel Day Lewis. Is there a better actor than Daniel Day Lewis? I don't know. I don't think so. But uh, that's a good. It's a good movie, but it's a little weird. The casting with the other parts kind of bothers me a little bit. It's almost like they tried to be a little bit Hamilton esque with it. Uh, the guys, the, the actors that played like the secretary, they weren't really period types. Some of them were. I don't know. Kind of seem like musical theater actors, you know, out there playing it. I don't know, but I, I love the movie. I think it's great. And I, I am the president of the United States of America. <laughs> so I can't take this anymore. And I'm like, Damn, he really, he's like just like Lincoln. But anyway, enough about all that. I know it's a sports talk show, but oh, we haven't I talked sports fire, yet. It's fire, okay. fired up listening to the the opener there, and um. I've got I've got a bunch of laundry to do and uh, packing to do, and we got to take Red to the Dagum Pet Hotel and re- uh, rental car place because we're renting. We don't have enough room in our car for six of us, so we're renting a suburban. All and right, people from nice. well, like the budget. Well, they called today though, and they're like, "Eh, yeah, sorry to let you know, um, <laughs> the people that had the suburban before you, yeah, they called and extended it till Sunday." <laughs> well. So Nat's like, well, what are we supposed to do? Oh, no, we'll find you one. We just got to find it. <laughs> yeah, like, that sounds like thanks, your Thanks problem. for the phone call. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. what, what, if we were, what if we had to leave at noon when we were going to pick that up? Now, we got time. We're not leaving until the morning. But man. Somebody at that place is headed to, like, Dick Smith Chevrolet to buy a new Suburban is what's happening right now. <laughs> Uh-oh. Cool. The rental guy's back. They must they must have over-rented again. <laughs> you know, here's a hundred grand for a new Suburban. It's insane uh, what they cost. Craig said the new Bucky's that opened in Sevierville is a hundred gas pump and is set pumps and is 74,000 square feet. So we're going to stop at the Bucky's tomorrow in Florence uh, on our way out of town heading to uh, to Delaware. So, um, oh yeah, because you got to go I, all the way up ninety. Oh my god! Sh- should we st- should we stop at 
south of the border and slip into the back seat or just keep going? What do you think? Where all the high school <laughs> kids are? Nah, <laughs> old, I would, old uh, Pedro. Old Pedro. My wife put go, the kids um, out there. To, <laughs> they, they didn't get it. I'm like, yeah, it's a, a relic of a time <laughs> gone by. <laughs> yeah. I stayed on that exit like last, like two summers ago when I was driving uh, back between the beach and Columbia. I was just like, all right, so I'm going to go rock and roll with it. And, uh, They're building a Bucky's and It's interesting. That's wow. the rumor. Uh, the rumor. That's the rumor. It'll start pop. That's a great place for one, Anderson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or up in like Gaffney. Gaffney's, nah, Gaffney's got the outlet mall. You need to give Anderson the Bucky's. Yeah. Of course, Clemson will probably claim that as a recruiting perk. More than likely. Oh, gosh, yeah. And that'll be a – oh, yeah, a big, big, big deal. Uh, especially after, after, uh, after South Carolina put out that uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek recruiting uh, image with the mm-hmm. William Bryce Stadium is the closest stadium in the country to Bojangles <laughs> and Waffle House. That was, yeah. that was actually pretty good. Um, I mean, you know. Both of those will cure a hangover and keep you alive. They'll also kill you. But uh, it's got to be. I careful. mean, it's perfect pregame, postgame. You know, I mean, if you're recruiting fans. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, depending on what time the game is, you can hit both of them. Yeah, true. Uh, you know, it just depends on what time. Joel, I've had the brisket. Uh, I had it at the uh, Bucky's in Jacksonville um, when we were down there for the bowl game. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is good. I mean, I for, mean, for gas station yes, brisket, it's elite. <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> Oh, it is elite. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. better than some of the brisket I've had up here. They pretend <laughs> it's brisket and then never get brisket at a Chinese place. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, I mean, why would you? No. <laughs> Wait, what? It's, it's brisket. It's, see, we're it's celebrating really America, man. You're talking about dead cats. It's like boiled <laughs> Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Boiled. <laughs> but no, I like I like that. I think the chicken sandwiches are good. They got good hot dogs. Uh, they got neat little things you can buy. And the the thing I love the most yeah, about Bucky's is you can get a big old drink, and they have tea. You know, like for a guy like me, finding iced tea is tough where I live. Sweet I get a big old big old tea. You get sweet tea, unsweet tea, whatever. But uh, I like it, and it's uh it's very interesting. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, Carol Luca said, uh, this, is, this is interesting. He's like, I'm sick of these damn luxury gas stations. I don't know that I call it luxury. Well, Bucky's is compared Probably to, I mean, compared spot. to like the one that I stopped in in Georgia on the way to Patrick Davis's wedding. That was, yeah. Let's just put it really? this way. My, my wife had to get, just use the restroom real quick so we could get out of there. And she asked why the door was locked. And the lady said the door wasn't locked. And then someone walked out of there. <laughs> oh, Lord. We uh, did not use the restroom there. Let's put it that way. I stopped at one of the way to Pigeon Forge, and there's a sign that said butter chili inside. I have no idea to this day what butter chili is. I walk in, and there's at least a 10-inch turd in the urinal. No, that's butter so chili. So every time I well, think of you butter go. chili, <laughs> I think of that gigantic go. turd. And I'm like, how did this even happen? Yeah. I mean, how, how did somebody decide, hey, guess what? I think I'm gonna pull my pants down and take a poop in the urinal. It's gonna be big, boy. Happy birthday, Made of America. butter chili. Yeah, butter like, what chili. Kind butter of Mongol, pumps, what kind of what kind of idiot did that? <laughs> but, but he says he he wants a hot spot. Back to Carol Lucas says he wants a hot spot that smells like stale beer and cigarettes. Has video poker machines in the back. 
Might even have a basket of sun drop cakes by the rest. Yeah, but don't forget the burning pot of coffee in the back, too. Yeah, and the hot dog you've been on since yesterday. Yeah, I'm getting to the point yeah, now where. Does this serve a pot of chili? <laughs> yeah, like, I remember they had a fast fair up where my dad used to work, and I'd go up there to get a hot dog. That pot of chili, man, it had been cooking for three or four days, but it was uh-huh. delicious. <laughs> oh, it was cooking all so, right. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, so were you after you dropped in and grabbed yourself a cup of chili. All right, we got to hit a uh, timeout. Michael Manis is going to step in in about 15 minutes uh, to give us a little glimpse of the uh, plunder on Polly's golf tournament. Chris Phillips ahead at noon. We will talk plenty of football as well. It's our final day in the month of June. We're off next week, and then we turn the page, and it'll be here before you know it. So get ready, boys and girls. Grab yourself a uh, – some butter chili. We'll be right back. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. I help Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and I help Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right. Even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, All of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream and sometimes a nightmare. But at the Barndo Company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy insulation perks, and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the U.S. Believe in your dreams. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barndo Company. Gamecock owned. Gamecock operated. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Jakar Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show.
Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, first hour of the show, brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call at 864-414-5271 for all your upstate residential real estate needs. Okay, Phil, here you go. So according to U.S. News and World Report, the number one place to visit 2324, just updated, May 31st, in the U.S. is Glacier National Glacier National Park. That's another good pick. That's another good pick. I want to do like a whole national park thing. I did too. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. a camper. I'd love to do like, that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like yeah. RV we were talking about getting yeah. an RV and just do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there, because they've got, here's their top 10. Glacier, it's all out west pretty much. Actually, it literally is all out west. Uh, Glacier National Park, Maui. Uh, <laughs> Grand Canyon National Park at number three. Honolulu, Honolulu Oahu at four. Yellowstone at five. Zion National Park in Utah. I've heard that place is just tremendous. It's yeah. six. Yosemite at seven. The Tetons at eight. Olympic National Park at nine, which is in um, Washington. It's in Washington, yeah. And uh, Kauai. Uh, also <laughs> three, in three Hawaiian got, destinations. <laughs> yeah. They've got Moab at 11. Now, here's where it starts getting a little wonky. You got that at 11, Moab at 11, Tahoe at 12. And then 13 and 14 and 15. I mean, come on. New York, like San Fran, D.C. I mean, we just talked about all those places. And then below them, they've got Key West and Destin and Bar Harbor. I mean, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I've I've been to New York City. New York City at Christmas time is just spectacularly, spectacularly beautiful. The problem with New York City now is what they've allowed to happen in New York City. It was safe when I was there. You felt fine walking around. I mean, you can't even go to dinner without maybe somebody hitting you in the head with a shovel. Between that and San Fran and, as y'all just mentioned, D.C., you mean to tell me that Bar Harbor in Maine or Destin, Florida or Key West, Florida is behind D.C.? No, not even. I don't think it's behind Glacier National Park either. They got Jackson (laughs) Hole at twenty. I mean, come on. They got Telluride at twenty-four. Behind all those places, no way. No way. (laughs) There you go, JC. Number twenty-eight, Gatlinburg. Gatlinburg. Man, Gatlinburg's cool. I, you know, it's not a place that I've been in the summer a whole lot. You know, we did it because our oldest kid doesn't like the beach at all. Quite frankly, last time we went to the beach, I think we were with we were with some people who go to the beach a certain way, and and that's fine for me and Nat, but not it wasn't for the kids, and we we thought we were having a bigger bigger place. It was it was a little stressful, but um, we uh, I, I was I was looking for some place to go on vacation because because we've been to Disney, you know, and and where they could take a friend so it's not Carol expensive Luke is on it today, and um, I think he's drinking for Eric Church, and so uh, so we were down there last summer and started looking around. I was like, well, the kids, kids would probably like some of this stuff, you know? Um, and so we decided to go back down and all that. Oh, Gatlinburg's uh, great. Gatlinburg, clearly the best time to be there is the fall. Obviously the leaves are, it's unbelievable, but the summer in Gatlinburg's a blast. You got the pool and you got all the outdoor stuff you can do without freezing your rear end off. Do it at night. I mean, it's fun. Y'all have so much. Y'all are gonna have some blast, man. It's so yeah, much. Yeah, y'all fun. have some fun. Yeah, but how um, do you not like the beach? I don't know. I mean, this takes all kinds. But well, you know what? 
this is going to sound really strange because I'm born and raised in Mount Pleasant. I hate the beach. Well, that's what you live there all your life, you know. Yeah, like I this now, like if we were, if we took a, you know, tr- I mean, we'll be on the beach in Delaware this week, and there's nothing about that that's exciting to me. But like if we went and sat in the Bahamas, where you could just walk back up and forth from a little beachfront bar, and it's crystal clear water and something, you know, you don't get to see often. I guess that'd be one thing. I hate lugging stuff to the beach. I hate cleaning it when I leave there. I hate finding sand all over my damn truck. I, I can't stand any of it. I, it drives me nuts when I'm trying to, you know, eat something out there and I bite into it and it's just crunchy because sand's blown in it because some jackass 10 feet away waves his towel and the moron to the right of you is feeding the freaking birds. I'm like, man, you can't feed them because then they poop on you. Come on. You got to learn beach etiquette, man. That's true. I, I, the same, I can do that. So I, you know, here's what I like. Uh, I like sitting up on at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> so where I'm on, I'm at the, I'm not on the beach. I'm at the Did bar. On Folly, JC. But, but I get yeah. all my, yeah, you know, just like, you know, that, that spot on Folly we were at. Yeah. Perfect for me. Now, yeah. Nat likes to like actually go on the sand and stuff. So, there's got to be some compromise, but like the, the worst, I can drink on the beach all day. I don't care about that. Get up there, the football, get in the water, whatever. But dude, I I hate this whole, let's pack a sandwich. Cause let me tell you what happens to that sandwich. Your hands are sandy. You pick up with I your know. hands and eat the sandwich with you. And God forbid, I mean, the wind's constantly blowing. It ain't like you can have a tailgate out there and put barbecue on a, I mean, your slaw's going to go all up in your nose. I mean, I, I, I just I, I hate that worst of all. Then we were we were with people who I love dearly, but that's their thing. They get up the butt crack of dawn, they go set up the chairs, they bring the coolers, they bring sandwiches, and they're on the beach all freaking day. Now, if I had a job like he did, like nine to five and stuff, and that was my one time to have consecutive days to just relax, I'd probably I, I could feel it, but man. For for me, it's like okay, I'll go to the beach one day. The next day, I'd like to go to like the lazy river, okay, yeah, or the pool. You know, and Phil, we were at Ocean Lake, so you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and what killed me even uh, worse is our beach spot was like right next river, to yeah. a bar. Yeah, that I could have gone and sat oh, at. Yeah, y'all were up on the north the, end there. Yeah, we're, we're right there <laughs> yeah. next to Myrtle Beach Resort, and yeah. that, that that sewage ditch that comes out of the campground. Uh, that's a nice. Uh, that's a nice touch up there, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great spot. I, you know, so anyway, uh, Hayne asked about the desire to go to the Great Lakes. Well, I live on one. I live near one. Yeah. So, uh, but I, northern, I, I, lakes northern to, Michigan, northern Michigan, Michigan, Lake Superior, summer. all that. Like the summertime, Michigan. I've heard, is yeah. awesome. Yeah, uh, and it, it really, uh, Lake Michigan, if you go up the Michigan side of it, is gorgeous. I mean, it, it's yeah. really cool. Uh, some friends of ours have lake houses there. Man, we got to tell us sports. Now we, we, we're going to. I'm gonna. We'll stretch this out a little longer because Manus is going to be in in two minutes, anyways. Oh, he's here we'll, if you want to bring we'll him in. Yeah, but, well, yeah, we can absolutely do yeah, that. Speaking yeah, of the beach, because that's where his uh, that's where his golf tournament is going to be. He's going to love the fact that he's uh, one of one of our great partners here, and we've spent 35 minutes doing anything but talking about sports. But uh, so sorry about that, Mike. But uh, luckily, you got a golf. We were just talking about. Uh, you're kind of neck of the woods anyways, because I know you're down there a lot, and the plunder on policy is coming up. What's up, man? Michael hey, Mays, former golfer at South Carolina and owner of TravelingCountryClub.com. How you doing? Good. How are y'all doing? Thanks for having me on tonight, or today. Sorry. We, we've a long done one already. Screw <laughs> around. Where, where, where are you at right now? 
Um, I'm at a golf course right now, but actually listening to y'all talk about the beach, I'm headed down to um, headed down to Pauly's Island here later today to spend some time down there this week. So looking forward to getting in the sand a little bit. But as JC said, not too sandy for lunchtime. I, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Dude, There's a time I, and a place for it. There is, yeah. I mean, if you're just going out there with a cooler and some drinks, that's one thing. But eating sandwiches and stuff on the beach, man, I just can't do it. I just yeah. whatever. Are you going to play any golf over the weekend? Yeah, I hope so. Um, you know, as we're talking about it, hoping to get out to Caledonian uh, or True Blue, either one, maybe early in the week, next week. Um, we do. We got our tournament coming up. The Plunder's coming up on July 21st and 22nd. Um, I actually got an email today. We had two more teams sign up. We're I think we're almost at full capacity. So if anybody's thinking about Ooh. playing, let's go ahead and get signed up. Um, we're really close as of this morning now, So which is awesome. We're extremely excited. It's, it's going to be our biggest event ever to date and um yeah we're pumped about it uh we've got over 250 dollars worth of tea gifts going back live forever golfs uh, basically bringing a shop guys get to pick out what they want get a 200 voucher once you get there for that and it's included and then looking now to have about ten thousand dollars worth of cash prizes to give away at the end wow. for all the champions so yeah nice. yeah we're out Dude, of time that is incredible man uh 10 grand <laughs> so yeah. you get so the team, uh, if they're two-person teams, and when you register, you'll get two rounds. One, at, and I'm going to ask you about both courses in a minute, but mm-hmm. one at True Blue, one at Caledonia. Y'all will have a cocktail party, a registration cocktail party, right? Correct. And you got closest to the pin prizes. Um, I'm assuming you're going to have somebody going up and down the course each day with beer and stuff like that, so that will all be included. We do. Um and all right, so tell us for anybody that hasn't played Caledonia or True Blue. I was actually just talking to somebody. I played around the golf at the Country Club last Friday, and um, I was talking to a guy that was playing with me who was uh, not maybe a couple weeks ago was up there played on True Blue, and we were talking about the course a little bit. Those are both spectacular courses, but uh, so tell us about them and and what differences that you would describe in in each. Yeah, so it's interesting. You know, they're both. Really great golf courses. I've heard from some members of Traveling Country Club that have been down to the beach already this year that they're in wonderful shape, so we're excited about that. Um, yeah, first days at Caledonia, uh, we're playing a, um, a shamble, so you pick the best drive and play your own ball in from there. But it's it's definitely a position golf course, a little more tree-lined, a little more premium on keeping the ball in play, um, which is in, an interesting part of it, but it's a wonderful layout. Um, I think one that anybody that's ever played it loves. Um, and then you, you go over to the True Blue, and it's a big golf course with big, wide fairways and gives you a little freedom to let, let, the, let the driver out of the bag a little more um, on the next day. But, but again, it's guarded with bunkers everywhere, and you, you, you've got to know where things are. You can get yourself in a, really, a real bind around the green sometimes if you, if you don't know where you kind of need to be. Yeah, that's that's my problem. <laughs> and I I discovered it last week at the country because I hadn't played a lot of golf, uh, Mike. And and uh, the week before that, I played out at um, at uh, at uh, Seabrook out on Seabrook, and I was like, man, I got to get try to find a way. Of course, it's a tough place to try to get right before you're going to play anywhere. But, that is. Um, but uh, but before I was playing the country club, you know, so I thought, well, I'll figure it out. That didn't work because like places like, like you just described, like true blue country club, Charleston, you know, the, the fairway bunkers when when it's wide open like that, but you get stuck out there. 
it's tough. I mean, you, you all your day gets long real quick, so you got to be careful. Is it is have you you've played the Country Club of Charleston, right? I have, yeah. I've spent many times in bunkers out there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, could you compare and contrast True Blue to the Country Club? Is it kind of similar? Did we just lose him? Sorry. Oh no, you're good. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say off the tee. Charleston Country Club's more similar to True Blue because it gives you space. There's not really too many holes out there that really you get up and you're like, oh, man. I mean, maybe number eight's a little bit of a tight driving hole. But the rest of them, you feel like you've got space to drive the golf ball. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of that's visual, I think. I, I think once you get up there, you're like, oh, man, I'm glad I'm on this side of the fairway rather than that side because there's a tree in my way if I'm on that side. But um, I'd say off the tee, it's definitely more – similar to a true bluish uh, where you visually it's not intimidating off the tee, I should say, you know, and then around the greens at, at, with the green sizes at Charleston country club and the bunkering on it, I would definitely maybe lean more toward or Caledonia. Um, and that fact of how, how the bunkers are, are up against the greens and the green sizes and the complexes. So I think, you know, Charleston country club is a phenomenal golf course. Obviously they've held us women's open and, and, major events down there. So, I mean, it's, it's one of the best we have in the state, obviously, um, and the country for that matter. But um, I, I would definitely, I would compare those two and kind of make a little blend there at, at Caledonia and True Blue for that, for sure. Yeah, it's a, it sounds pretty similar. I've got to tell you about this shot that happened last week. I haven't shared this story all week. Everybody's going to know the name. Um, and uh, I told him at some point in time I was going to embarrass him. And so the time has arrived. So Smoke and I were on the same team last week. Um, and you probably remember Justin Smoke when he played at Carolina. Mm -hmm. Now, since he's retired, pretty much all he does is fish and play golf. <laughs> Tough life at 36 years yeah. old. Um, so we're on the same team, and I can't – we were on the back nine. He was – it had poured rain the night before. So we got out there on Friday morning, okay, and we had to walk the course. They wouldn't let us take the carts. And they also shut down the range. So all you could do is putt and tee it up. <laughs> Good luck. So, uh, yeah, of course, it took me a while to kind of figure it out. We're on the back nine, and I can't remember what hole it was, but it was a par four, maybe 420 yards or so. It was early in the back nine. You probably remember more than I would. And he hammers it off the tee. He's 300-plus off the tee. So he drifts right, and, of course, like I just mentioned, it had rained all night before. It was – sopping wet and it was the your your southern dirt mud that's surrounded by acorns and sticks mm -hmm. because his ball was on the opposite side of the cart path between two huge 300 400 year old oak trees and it, so and the, the he's about 110 115 out uphill the green is uh, and it's it's flanked by a couple of uh, bunkers on the front side mm -hmm. and then a start a steep hill on the back side so I'm looking at him. My second shot was up on the back side of the green. And I'm looking at Smokey and I said, "Hi. How are you what are you doing?" And he said, "I'm just going to run it up there." I said, "You dude, you're coming out from underneath." Okay, whatever. You don't tell him what to do. I've never seen a shot in my life like this. I'm walking around the back side of the green. I think he hit a 50 or a 54. He put one back in the bag and used the other. I can't remember which one it was now. He punches it up there. It lands about 12 to 15 feet in front of the hole. Didn't deviate. I mean, it didn't even hit the pin. It just dropped in the cup for an eagle. But the, this, 
where I've seen guys hit eagles. We've all seen that mm-hmm. on a par four. It was what he was hitting out of because it was not, it wasn't really mud, but it was just thick dirt and it was just junk. And he was under these oak trees, and I and he didn't hit anything. He just hit the ball, and it rolled in the cup. And he acted like he'd done it a thousand times. He shot a seventy-five at the country club, a true seventy-five. Wow. All you baseball players are talented in golf. It's not amazing. me. And y'all all no. smash it. It's not fair. <laughs> no, no. It's uh it, he he's just a you know, he's one of those guys where he's a, he's mentally he's that's why he played the big leagues. I mean, he can lock in and figure it out. But he it's shot always, a, I, uh, it's yeah. always interesting when you see like you, you describe that situation and you see golfers on tour and you see just you know, regular everyday golfers on a golf course and they get a situation where they can't get technical and they have to kind of visually see what they do and react to it instead of they don't have a lot to think about. It's amazing how much better golf shots you hit, even if it's harder sometimes going that route. You know, it's 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 very interesting uh, to me is to watch somebody's brain kind of shut down and actually react to something instead of overthinking it, how it works in this crazy game we love. I think that's exactly right because I've always found it so interesting that I can hit a 90-plus mile-an-hour pitch that's moving at me. But that golf ball sitting on a tee, and I can't hit it straight half the time. You Staring know? right back at you. I know. Yeah. It's a, well, if I've, a, I've asked 100 people, what is the key to golf? And I've gotten 100 different responses, so I stopped asking. Just have fun. Just have fun. That's, right. That's all it's about. All right. Uh, TravelingCountryClub.com. So we've we've received, uh, you know, uh, th- over the last – you know, three or four months or whatever, it's been numerous direct messages on Twitter and stuff like that. People that have, that didn't know about you that have signed up. I can't remember a lot of the names mm-hmm. or of course, a lot of these aliases. So I don't know their names anyways, but um, we know that y'all are growing rapidly real quick before I let you run. Tell us how many courses you got in the Carolinas and anything that's on the horizon that you're going to be adding to the profile. Yeah, so 40-plus golf courses in the Carolinas right now, uh, close to 50. I don't want to throw a number out there and be wrong. But um, we just added Wedgefield down in the Georgetown, Polly's Island area, so another Myrtle Beach golf course. Um, They're under new ownership. They're doing a lot of really cool things out there. If you're in the the area, I would definitely recommend stopping by. We had some members. I I saw somebody posted some uh, pictures the other day, but I know we had some members play down there recently and said it was in great shape, and it's always been a beautiful place. So – that we were excited about that. We love adding more coastal stuff. So yeah, we're we're growing and looking forward to it. It is. We call it the coolest club in the Carolinas, and it really is. It's a steal to play good golf from the mountains to the to the beach. Um, and we just really appreciate what you do for us and and our friendship and partnership. And you're a gamecock too, so everybody That's loves right. that. Former right. golfer at South Carolina. Well, um, well, we'll catch up with you soon, and um, we know that it's almost sold out. You can head to TravelingCountryClub.com if you want to put a team together. He just told you about $10,000 in cash prizes uh, will be available to the winner. It includes a couple of rounds of golf, one at True Blue, one at Caledonia, plus a cocktail party and a partridge in a pear tree, July 21st and July 22nd. So it's just right around the corner, three weekends away, actually, as That's a matter right. of fact. Maybe uh maybe we'll hop back on that Friday on course yeah. or on the driving range. Let's do it, man. I might All even right. try to come up there. Let's do it. Come on. I'll get with you and we'll we'll figure right. it out. Hey, happy fourth of July. Thanks for the time, brother. Y'all do the same. Have a great one. Go Cox. You, you're the best. There you go. Okay. Go Cox. Michael Manus, former golfer at the University of South Carolina.
and he runs an unbelievable business, travelingcountryclub.com, and we are beyond honored to be partnered with them. So, now, I was really talking to somebody today who randomly brought up travelingcountryclub.com. Really? Just praising it and saying it was one so of the cool. best business ideas ever. Michael's a great guy, man. He's just kind of chill and kind of like, a, you know, your, your normal golfer, except, you know, John Daly, <laughs> who's my hero on right. the golf course, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I never get 2012 like you know carol you know Ar- daily's an arkansas guy right oh yeah and i'll never get in 2012 they beat carolina in, in the college world series in like game three and carolina had to come back and beat them twice and one of those games I, carolina beat them john daly showed his ass on twitter like blaming the umps, bump the bump, bump the hogs look or you respect these hogs bro give me a beer He's still my hero, but, but I'll never right, forget yeah. that. Because uh, I guess it was lost on me that, that he was a Razorback. And I was like, oh, God, John Daly's a Razorback fan, which we all yeah. love and respect the Razorbacks around here. But uh, I like Arkansas. It was, just, it was just one of those years where they failed to win a national championship, like always. Yeah. <laughs> Living baseball. Florida State, man, They're, in baseball. Yeah, Florida State is, uh, and I think – in in the history of college athletics, it's it's it. I I can't figure it out. I just can't figure it out. How many years they have been by far the best team in the country, and they just can't figure it out. It's it is amazing. It's and in the SEC, you're right. It's Arkansas. The fact that they have not won an SEC championship in baseball yeah. is shocking. Especially uh, now that you consider that it, everybody else has broken through: Florida, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Yeah, in the last it's South Carolina in the last decade alone, and there's old Arkansas. Uh, they were good when they were in the Southwest Conference too. I mean, I, I remember first time I watched the College World Series, Arkansas was in it. You know, so they've always been really good. Yeah, so. yeah, it's uh, it's it's something incredible. All right, uh, Craig, we will. You, did, yeah, sorry, I was going to ask Craig in the chat. Box, did who somebody asked about Park Avenue earlier? Uh, I could talk about that a little bit if, if you guys want me to later. Some, so. Yeah. Um, that yeah, was we a, have some Gamecock-related things in the chat box. <laughs> yeah, take yeah. yeah, we do. Uh, and we're going to turn our attention to a lot of that here, or all of that for the most part in, in hour two. We will be leading off with Chris, but we will get right into the football. Matt, by the way, is going to be at the Chief tonight. Matt, where are you sitting? If you're going to be in the, uh, the pit, um, as long as you're a nice guy, you can seek me out. But if you're not... You're like that guy that was yapping at us on uh, on the in the box the other day. No thanks. That guy. Yeah, any of those Monday people, y'all can just. I did some recon intel on who that exactly is. Yeah, I found out. Yeah, Yeah, that's all right. It's okay. We'll go around. Well, that guy's a loser. (laughs) Man, what does Jim Perry say? Man, one pathetic loser. Man, you're a one pathetic loser. <laughs> um, Craig, we'll hold off on the Park Ave stuff. We'll get to it an hour or two. I I'd certainly, of course, get, I know you asked me, or you might have meant to ask JC, and um, and and he is going to be the one who you definitely want to answer that question. Uh, more, we'll I guess probably know about more of that and down the road. But um, but um, yeah, so we'll we'll definitely get to that. If I ask you, by the way, who's the best team in college football, what would your response be, Phil? 
this year, last year, overall? I don't know. I, no, right I asked this, for qualifiers this right 20, there this minute. Uh, 2023, who is the best team in college football? Oh, gosh. Georgia. Fine. Yeah. I'll say it. It's pretty easy, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Right now? <laughs> yeah, it's Georgia, right? Well, heading into the season, about, like, let me I'm ask. Sorry. Let me ask it differently. Who is a lock to be in the college football playoff? If you had to take one team, who is it? Oh, I, you know, I keep LSU keeps falling in. Florida State or Clemson? Florida State or Clemson is probably <laughs> have, a lock. Right? Yeah. If y'all, you want y'all one lock, it's if you want one lock, I'll say Southern Cal. Yeah, I mean, they don't, they don't play anybody. Georgia's the lock. Look. Georgia could easily slip up and lose to Auburn and Tennessee on hey. the road. I don't think they will, but I don't think I, I would never call them a lock. I mean, I, but, but look, who's number one? You asked me who's number one in the preseason. It's yeah. Georgia because I, I can't yeah. I can't make a case for any other team. And I right. actually think Georgia on offense this year is going to be better than they were last year when they ran the death trap yeah. offense because they're better at receiver. They got people forget they got Ra Ra Thomas, who, by the way, at one point, Bobby Bentley had committed to South Carolina. Uh, and then he, then, he, then he flipped to Mississippi state during the coaching change and became all world. Now he's at Georgia uh, and Dominic Lovett from Missouri, who led the sec in receptions last year. So that was kind of an iffy spot for them. Now that's better. You still have the freaking Bowers. I think Carson Beck, based on the fact he beat out uh, Vandergriff and Lam- and uh, was it Lambert Grayson? No, not Grayson Lambert. What, what, who's the kid from that Carol was committed to Carolina for a while? Stockton Gunner Stockton. Gunner Stockton. I, I said Grayson Lambert like a moron. I'm sorry, blind squirrel. <laughs> um, uh, Gunner Stockton. You know he beat out those two guys and watching him. He's just a guy that's kind of blown up. I mean, yeah, he was a mid four star. Those other two guys were fives, but that just goes to show you it does. You know, that doesn't mean everything. Um, but those two guys are talented. So for him to beat them out, uh, you got Mike Bobo calling plays. They're going to go back to more power run. I think offensively they could be better than last year. Now, how are you going to replace all the the defensive players again? I know they're talented. If they do it every year, like I, I will never, no, I'll never it two years that. in a row. They've done it two years in a row. That's it. Right. Yeah. They've done but they, it two but years they're in a row. still loaded though. Like I, I can't say that they're not going to be elite defensively until they prove that they're not elite defensively. I can't do it. Agree. But, but the, the reason I'm asking that question is because for the first time, I think in a while, and we'll talk about this with Chris too. I think that they're behind who is – I'm, I'm with you all. I think the best team in the country today is Georgia. You can make an argument for pretty much two through eight. Like, I think that 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 field is a little bit bigger this year as far as how many teams can legitimately make their way into the college football playoff versus years past. Would you all agree with that? Or would you disagree Probably. With you yeah, don't have to agree with me. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, there's multiple. I, I, I think it's a deeper list of programs this year that can get in there. Now they're pretty much all in the Big Ten and the SEC, <laughs> with the exception of you know a couple. But I think you could honestly make an argument for eight, maybe nine. There's one I won't make an argument for, and we will talk about that on the other side of the break, and it might surprise some of you. By the way. Hang tight. We'll continue to honor America's birthday here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston. 
I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now, and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line, and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one-price, low-cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs, and I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So, yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at mckellarenterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Hey, Gamecock fans, it's Evan Stowe from Gamecock Baseball. A couple of painters paint the show Garnet and Black every day and get the job done right at a fair cost. Go to LetMePaintSomething.com for information and an estimate. Go Cox. You heard Evan Stone, Gamecock fans, 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182 Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey everyone, this is Jack Mahoney from Gamecock Baseball, and inside the Gamecocks, the show is teed up every day by travelingcountryclub.com. So if you all love golf, make sure you guys go check out their awesome membership options and go Cox. Welcome to TravelingCountryClub.com, your modern golf club experience. 
Hey folks, this is Michael Manis, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. In July, we're excited to bring you the third annual Plunder on Polly's two-day golf tournament with rounds played at Caledonia and True Blue Golf Courses in the heart of Polly's Island. Head to TravelingCountryClub.com to register for that event. And it is not exclusive to TCC members, but to become one, you can sign up and bring to life your golf game. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. God bless America, land that I love, stand beside her and guide her through the nights with the lights from above, from the mountains to the prairies to the oceans, wide with foam. God bless America, my home, sweet home. God bless America, my home, sweet. Cry, JC, or is he dry eyed? <laughs> no, I'm good. He's dry eyed. I'm good. Yeah, with that. That's good. I watched it earlier. Oh, Those so are hard, but not quite kids. as good as the Memorial Day ones. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna make you. We 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 have uh, more of a celebration on the Fourth of July. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, happy Fourth of July and happy birthday to the U.S. Hey, Chris. What's up, guys? Happy Fourth of July. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. That video was incredible, dude. So we live in the greatest country in the world, man. So definitely uh, remember the reason for the, the holiday, but enjoy it, man. It's, it's a blessing to live in the USA for sure. So It's amazing to me that there are people that think that it isn't. <sighs> They've never yeah, lived I mean, anywhere else. Well, and you, you just, you know, I mean, listen, there's a, there's a sickness in the world that some people have and they lack perspective. I mean, I think that's the sickness. So, um, you know, and, and it might sound woo-woo to some people. If you keep perspective in all facets of life, you know, it's hard to wake up and have a bad day. You know, if you, I talk about this at times, but if you wake up and you're just grateful to, you know, some people didn't wake up and take a breath today. So if you start your day that way, you can't have a bad day, can you? So, I mean, I don't know. That's the way that I operate. But definitely, man, you know, to your point, I've never even traveled abroad, but you read things, you see things. And, yeah, we're, we're pretty fortunate to be where we are. So Should we ask Chris the uh... – the question of the show what is the one yes. place in the usa yeah. that you'd like to visit if you can only pick one phil says it's on my dime i'm paying for it <laughs> wherever you want to go all right where, we're going to spartanburg 
We're going to the beacon. Hey, Chili going cheese and granny. Chili, baby. Chili the cheese and off 95. <laughs> <laughs> walking, uh, walking. Remember that, JC? Chili cheese and plenty. Walking, walking. Call it. That Call it. That guy's a stud. That's the that's the second most famous JC from Spartanburg. Man. <laughs> Who's the first? Oh, sorry. Oh, I don't know. You tell me. Got a kid. I like I'm it, in the Marshall Tucker band, right? Like I'm Toy Caldwell or something. You know, I'm not, I don't, nobody nobody knows who I am, man. Yeah. So everybody knows I, who JC Strobe was. I'd probably go just off the top of my head. I, I really want to go to the Grand Canyon. Honestly, I, I think that'd be a really cool experience. So, uh, see one of the wonders of the world. So that that's that'd be up there at the top of the list for sure. I mentioned that earlier. I'm with you. According to U.S. News, it's the third best place to visit in 2324. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's um just ten ahead of New York City. It should be about a thousand and ten ahead of New York City. But. I've I've been to the, okay. I've been to the Grand Canyon. I went uh, drove from Phoenix to the Grand Canyon, Grand Canyon to Vegas. Uh, with, I think uh, that was a cool drive. It was about mm-hmm. it was about like 2009 ish. I worked for ESPN at the time. I remember because I was doing a trip with them, and uh, ah, it was cold. It was cold that day, but uh, it was it's cool. It's cool. It's uh it's uh it, it's a it's something you need to see once. So yeah, didn't Clark fun. Griswold drive into the Grand Canyon? Clark W. Vegas vacation. I, I, I don't think he drove into the canyon. He definitely drove, you know, off a cliff. So but it that's when they were yeah. when he stole the money out of the register and he put his arm around his wife. And was like, okay, let's go. That's right. Hey, he left a check. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. Uh, that's, that's too funny. Well, um, final day in June, Chris, and then we turn our attention to July. It's kind of the unofficial kickoff to college football season because media days will get going for everybody. We all know the behemoth that is SEC media days. Um, and uh, certainly looking looking forward to that. It, it, you know, it's, it's kind of that time of the year, right, where you almost have to manufacture things to, to talk about. But as it pertains to, to South Carolina, do you feel like – Going into the fall of the third year under Shane Beamer, do you feel like they have made more progress than you thought they would by entering year three? The pretty much right amount of progress or less? I think they're actually, JB, further along than I expected. And, I mean, here's the thing. When Shane Beamer took the job December of 2020, I don't think anybody expected – you could have never predicted that Spencer Rattler would have been your starting quarterback going into last year, right? That was a pickup in the portal that literally nobody saw coming. And, you know, before the portal ever existed, I mean, it took you probably three, four, five years in recruiting to really get that signature quarterback and get that guy held. Think of how long it took Steve Spurrier to get his guy. You know, we were wondering in year five and six, like, is he ever going to really truly find his quarterback? And eventually it happened. But – yeah, I mean, if you told me that South Carolina was coming into year three with realistic hopes and expectations of going eight and four or maybe even better, I would have said that that was about what I expected. But I think, guys, what I factor in, too, I don't know that I expected them to have this much success recruiting this quickly. Like, I, I, I was not worried about the recruiting when Beamer took over. 
felt like he was going to recruit at a top 25 clip at minimum, but you see what Carolina is doing right now in the 2024 signing class and sitting in the top 15. I think we all realistically agree Carolina could easily finish top 10, you know, if some of these blue chippers land. So yeah. uh, I would say all in all, when you combine all of that, when you combine snapping the streak against Clemson, when you talk about snapping the streak against Texas A&M, you know, taking down a Kentucky and Lexington last year for the first time since 2012, some of the monumental victories they've had. I would say they're a little bit ahead of schedule in regards to what my expectations were. So, um, you know, Shane Beamer's shown time and time again through these first two and a half years going into year three that it seems like every time he's doubted at every turn, they, they that's when they perform their best. And I'm sure they'll be looking to do that yet again. But I, I would say it's slightly ahead of schedule. But at this point, I feel like we've come to expect that from Beamer and company. So. So, JC, he mentioned the Clemson game, and I texted JC last night. I was starting pre-gaming for tonight's Eric Church show. And um, so I, I watched a bunch of Eric Church YouTube videos. And then I and then my wife went to bed, and I thought, well, damn, I'm not tired yet. So I cut on the Clemson game. And and I watched it in its entirety. I watched the whole damn thing, except for I sped through the th- through the commercials. This this sounds a little childish because you know they have beaten the Tigers before, right? But do you, do does anybody on this screen do y'all ever go back and watch it and just shake your head and think, "Oh my God, they they finally ended that damn thing!" Like it's do you ever pinch yourself and go back and watch it to make sure what you saw in November actually happened? Yeah, it was yeah. it was surreal, man, watching it in real time. But I also have done that for sure. I've watched it a couple of times now. I watched it immediately the day after, and then you know a couple of times here and there throughout the off season. But uh, no, yeah, man. I mean, listen, you know, Beamer and, and and I had a weird. I'll tell you this: this time last year, I had a weird feeling about that game. I just I really believed in Spencer Rattler and the advantage of quarterback they had with Rattler against Uyunglele. But obviously, we still know where Clemson's roster is. I mean, top to bottom. I don't think it's that crazy of a take to say the Clemson's roster is still better than South Carolina's in regards to a talent standpoint. But when you factor in Beamer ball and you factor in what special teams did and you factor in Spencer Rattler's play into the year, man, I mean, it, it really is though. And it's surreal. And you go back and you watch that game and you just forget how emotionally draining the fourth quarter was when it was just back and forth with the punts and nobody could score. And you're just like praying to God. There's so many scenarios that are going in your head of like how it could play out and, Juice Wells got that first down, and it just like it just clicked. Like we're gonna win the football game. Like you know, it just it's just you know it, it's uh, uh crazy, man. I mean, it's like, one of the crazier games I've ever seen in the South Carolina Clemson series. It's, it's nuts. So what did what did y'all think? I mean, I really did not anticipate this conversation going this way, but I'm I'm asking all three of you here. What did y'all think when when? Kai, Kai Kroger, I texted JC last night. I said, we need to talk about him more because the dude is a dude. Um, so he's booming them 60-plus yards inside the five, five, and then his last punt you know, goes like 40 yards, and Antonio Williams catches it in the air, and you're sitting there thinking, oh, my God, they're going to get the ball at the 50. Here it comes. Heartbreak City. It's over. One what pass. Did, what, how did everybody react when the ball fell out of his hands? <laughs> they were Carolina I mean, all, all, it was a PI, anything. Yeah. And people don't realize this here. If you look at that tape, Clemson had blocking set up. Yeah. He could have gotten 10 more yards, you know, had, had Nate Atkins not stripped him of the ball. He did. He, so Atkins it a, punched it out. 
Yeah, yeah. Put, yeah, put that. Hey, so hey, what are your thoughts? Hero, the end of the season, man. Oh my god. Oh yeah, MVP. Yeah, right. Of that. Game, Think about least. what he did. Yeah, like all the different ways that he affected every game. So what? So again, I'm asking, what were what were your reactions? Like, did you cry? Did you punch a wall? <laughs> did you kick a cat? Like, like what happened? I think I yelled at my neighbors. Mad Dog Molinax is in the yeah. sauce again. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely hear us echoing throughout the little uh, <laughs> the little valley in Taylor's we live in. <laughs> my, uh, yeah. So yeah, well, what did you do, Chris? And I'll, I'll tell I'll tell everybody. Uh, we were at uh, so we were actually at the Carolina Ale House in Columbia for that. And we had a really good crowd. So, I mean, we just we just went ballistic, man. I remember I was just screaming and celebrating and clapping and yeah i mean just the, the cigar chest, selfie chest video chest, well that was after that was after but i, I remember As that a, happened. i was chest bumping with random people hugging random people. i mean that's the beautiful thing man about college football I, I go all the way back you know not to take it off of this game but i go all the way back dude to i was at 2007 at georgia and when okay. south Carolina beat the dogs when jasper brinkley got the final interception to close that one out and I just remember, like, we were up there in the upper deck, visitor section, like, when that pick happened and we secured the victory, like, I just remember hugging strangers in the yep. stadium. Like, that's such – it's so funny how, like, that's such a common thing in, in sports, but especially college football, how it just – it brings you together. I've always viewed it. It's like, no matter what – and I even say this now. Even with all the madness on social media, I'm like, dude, on Saturdays, we're all wearing the same colors. Like, we are best friends for a minute of three hours. Us 85,000, we are, like, all together in this thing. We are all bleeding the same colors, everything, what have you. So, yeah, I mean, I just remember I was hugging a bunch of random people and going crazy, and uh, no tears were shed, but the, the stogie was lit up as the clock hit zero, my friend. I can assure you. That was that was a good time. I was sitting there, and I, that game reminded me a whole lot of the 2006 game, which I was at, Yeah, where, you know, yeah. Clemson had beaten Carolina – Four in a row, including the last year, first year of Spurrier, where Gamecock should have had that one. They lost thirteen to nine in Columbia, mm-hmm. and Spiller's running all over the defense, and it's twenty eight fourteen. And you know, Carolina had their chances early, and freaky things happened. Like I remember Jock McKissick, who's a six seven D lineman, and they had really athletic guy with one hand picks the ball out of the air and, and, and tries to score. Nathan Pepper had the same kind of pick six against Proctor fumbled it i mean james davis punched it out uh and, and and it was just like things just you know then carolina got some momentum second half they kept they just kept playing and spurs kept keep playing um same thing in this game you know lots of bad stuff happened first half keep playing uh and and the game cost in the second half uh in, in 06 dominated the game the other defense tightened up and they dominated the game offensively i think uh <laughs> Special teams and defense were, were the difference this year because, you know, people don't think about this. Clemson only had one touchdown in the second half. Yeah. And they did not drive the ball that much. I mean, they were in bad field position, sure, but, you know, you, uh, DJ was eight for 29. You know, Carolina shut them down and was able to stop the run enough to do it. And then, sure enough, uh, same kind of deal. What a last second field goal that Carolina hit it was one with time left and you're just sitting there hoping for the time to, to, to go and you know in that case Ch- Jad Dean missed it uh missed the field goal at the Jad end Dean. and in this case 
And then this guy, boy, that guy was everybody's favorite. God, do you remember all those <laughs> memes and stuff that came yeah, out? Yeah, his remember, meme. Remember the, when he was sporting the new jerseys or whatever? That was all over the message board. You ever remember the one with Cocky Talk got a field day with that one? That was yeah. unbelievable. What, what was and, the guy uh, back in? What was the guy back in the day that used to wear the tight workout clothes with the crazy hair? Uh, in the eighties, nineties. What was his name? In the 90s? Oh, who are you? Rich, uh, Richard Simmons? Is Richard Simmons. Richard, yes. Richard Simmons. Yes. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see the Jad Dean meme with uh, Jad Dean's head on Richard Simmons? Richard Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's I, just kind of like in that game where I was, Poor I had guy. actually snuck into a Clemson luxury box and didn't tell him my name. <laughs> Did they not notice you? Like, <laughs> My name's J.C. Strobel. I work at the Beacon in Spartanburg. Right. Uh, no, I was I was a I was a national recruiting guy for rivals at the time, so some of their fans didn't know who I was. They didn't. Nobody knew I liked the Gamecocks. So I snuck in there with some friends, and I, I just kind of I was very quiet, respectful. But boy, that was a sweet, sweet, sweet walk back to the car <laughs> and and drive out of Pickens County. And so up here, you know, I'm just sitting there watching it with my fiance and. Man, I, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm sure Jamie. I'm sure Jamie. I'm sure I talked to you afterward, I, or, or both, yeah. either one of you. My mother called me. Okay, my mother <laughs> never calls me about football games. She's like, "Hey, I just called the end of the game. Oh my god! Oh my god!" And so, uh, yeah. And, and look, I I don't know Chris and, and, and Jamie and Phil that I would have expected, and I would have said Shane Beamer will beat Clemson at Clemson in year two. I felt like Steve Spurrier no. was about to turn it on Tommy because Tommy's teams were fundamentally not just as good as Carol. They weren't that much better. They were just that much better on that day against Lou Holtz. So, so I, I, I expected Spurrier to turn that thing quick, but Clemson just had such a gap. I, 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 I don't think I would have said Beamer will beat, you know, especially the manner they did with dominating special teams. With a transfer from East Tennessee, a transfer from Wingate, uh, and a transfer from James Madison leading the way. You know, I, I I'll interject something real quick here, and then I want I I got a question for all of you to to answer too, because Chris, you mentioned something a minute ago about the talent on the rosters. By the way, are you good on time, or do we need to let you? I'm good. Get out I'm I'm, okay, no, I'm right. wide open. I, uh, I I've been moving all week, so I, I'm I'm just wide open, dude. So I I saw um, this was this was. I, I mentioned this to my wife, how really like this comment really got me when I, when I, um, a couple of weeks ago, we saw the Beamers, they were down here and I was speaking with Emily, uh, Shane's wife, who's as sweet as they come and talking to their kids. And we, we were just talking about school and, and all kinds of stuff, nothing to do with football or anything, just talking about stuff. And Emily made this comment to me about how her kids, where they're going to school, and I don't want to say that publicly, but where they're going and how they enjoy it and all these things. And she said, yeah, Shane doesn't give them a chance to not enjoy school. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, he never walks in, and he wakes them up every morning for school. He never walks in and says, yeah, you got to get up and go to school today. It's never that. He walks in, and he, and he wakes his kids up, and he's like fist-pumping the air every day, and he says – you get to go to school today. Like he's excited. You, you get to go to school today, guys. Think about that. And I kind of looked at her and kind of smirked because I was like, I hated every second of school, you know, but if I had somebody in my face every morning saying, dude, you get to go to school today. My point with that story is that 
Like what this this weird, crazy positivity that you see, like it's actually who he is. And like when they tell you these things, so you can see why there's a rub off on this team that they just never it never soaks in that maybe we can't win this game or we can't do this. Like everything about them is looking at it from a positive lens. And if you know anything about psychology, which I generally don't, but I do know this, if you think about things glass half full versus glass half empty, you have a better chance at succeeding. And he has done a remarkable job going back to what you said, JC about beating Clemson on the road in year two, he's never let them think that they couldn't do something. Oh, and I love what he – later on, you, you heard what he – he played the respect card. And yeah. when Carolina turned it under Spurrier, um, I know they won the 06 game, but then they went and lost in 07, and then 08 was a program direction cha- changer for Clemson uh, at the time. <laughs> Nobody knew about it because yeah. Dabo yeah. would lose five in a row, but – uh, but then they turned it on and Ellis Johnson, and, and that was Ellis Johnson's second year. And right. he's from the state and he understands the rivalry. And my understanding is he talked to the team before that and just laid out some, some truth about the lack of respect that Clemson had for them and all this other stuff. And I think Shane, Shane was there during that time. I think he may have borrowed a line or two from Ellis because you, you go back and you read the, read the video, you see the, the behind-the-scenes video on Gamecocks Plus, and he's like, there is zero respect for you. Yeah. <laughs> zero respect. And that's true. I mean, and if I'm Clemson, quite frankly, I'm sort of thinking, ah, we beat these guys' butts years and years and years, and I beat him 30 nothing last year, and we're just going to cruise on and go to the playoff, and uh, everything's hunky-dory. And uh, When they were up 14 nothing, they probably uh, thought that. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Was, thought that as well. But, I think you know, it was did. crazy because it's, it's, not, it's, not like <laughs> it's not like Clemson slacked off either in that one. I mean, things kill. Still no, they, got, they got beat. South Carolina yeah. beat them. Yeah. yeah. And, and look, and if Carolina had lost that game, I think we're all sitting here bemoaning the, the missed opportunities. I mean, Absolutely. people forget. You know, Juju McDowell, I still think he got in, but maybe he didn't. No, he you didn't. know, that 65-yarder. He didn't. I, uh, you know, so I don't know. I'll, I'll take that to my grave. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I, uh, On a fourth down. So, so, I mean, and then a pick it's six review, in the end zone after call. that. Uh, a pick six, that safety call. The the refs missed a backward pass Clemson threw earlier. That should not have been down there. That was terrible. Yeah, that's I mean, it. That's, that's you know. That's what I mean. It, so, I'll take that to the grave. All it took yeah, was a I pair mean, of eyes that worked, man. <laughs> it's, so it's, the, anyway, the rule very is upset at the TV at that point in the game. I very I distinctly remember that. <laughs> yeah, Chris. The rule <laughs> is, I mean, even or behind, it's a backwards yeah. pass. Right. It was, it was a backwards pass, hundred ten percent, hundred ten. Beating Tennessee, beating Tennessee, beating Florida in twenty twenty one. Beating Auburn, uh, all those beat North Carolina. I mean, I think I think it's realistic. You know, I mean, North Carolina when Shane was hired was putting together like a recruiting juggernaut. So you sort of worried about them then. Hopefully, it didn't happen this year. But 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 just Clemson. I just I, I thought, man, it's going to take him three or four years, to, especially after that first year, to get competitive in that game. And lo and behold, they won, and they could have won by more. Okay, so that's an easy transition. You mentioned the roster with Clemson earlier, Chris. How close do you think it is, though, the, the, comparing the two? 
Yeah, you know, JD, it's funny. I wanted to mention this. You know, I, I spoke with, I mean, you guys know, I spoke with the late, great Brad Lawing a little bit over about a month and a half now, I guess. And I mean, I spoke with him about a year ago as well, this same time. And I asked Coach Lawing that same exact question. I mean, obviously he's not in the building, but I mean, he watched a lot of football. And he told me realistically, he thought South Carolina from a roster standpoint was three to four years away from really being like on their level. And I asked him that same thing. I was like, hey, you know, this is the first time we've talked since Carolina got the W. He's like, Chris, I, I still think that. I still think they're a couple of years away. That just speaks to how good of a job Shane and them did with the guys they have. He's like, it's no disrespect, but just the way that Dabo and them have recruited for six, yeah. seven, eight years, right? you you got to give credit where credit's due. So, no doubt. I mean, I, I, think they're, I think they're closer, and I think they're getting closer on the line of scrimmage especially. The problem is those guys aren't on campus or the ones that are probably aren't really ready to contribute. I mean, I, I think that is the – I think we probably all agree. I think that is the – the area that South Carolina has got to upgrade. Like, I think skill position-wise, you could put Carolina up against almost anybody. I mean, look at freaking Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells, Trey Knox, Xavier Leggett, Karen Joyner, we, Juju McDowell. We keep going down the list. I mean, Carolina's got good enough skill position, guys. And I think that's, guys, why you've seen the inconsistencies. I think when, you're, when your deficiencies are line of scrimmage, I think there's going to be games that the matchups don't work out really well or you get exposed on that day. But there's also going to be times where – your skill position guys are good enough to go out and do what you did to Tennessee and beat a Clemson and, you know, maybe even upset a Georgia or what have you. So, um, I, I mean, I, I think, again, I think we all agree. I think that's where South Carolina has got to improve. And I'm not saying these guys know everything. But like, you look at the preseason magazines and stuff, and they rank the offensive line, defensive line. They rank all the position units. Carolina's offensive and defensive lines are ranked at the bottom of the conference. And Shane Beamer, though, he knows – you got to win in the trenches to win big, and that's why they're recruiting the way they are. And I know JC's talked about it before as well. Like, and, and I mean, I haven't been following recruiting as long as somebody like JC or maybe some of you other guys, but I've never seen Carolina as committed to recruiting at an elite level in the line of scrimmage outside of maybe, you know, when Spurrier was there and they recruited some of the best O-lines and D-lines in school history. I mean, it's, it's, there's an obvious commitment there where Beamer identifies, hey, when we were winning big – Again, we were really good on the O-line, and we were damn elite on the D-line. I mean, I remember getting those preseason magazines and looking at, you know, top five, top ten national unit rankings, and Carolina's D-line was in there every year, 11, 12, and 13, every year. And it's no surprise, right, their defense was feared because, you know, when you're elite on the line of scrimmage, again, you're going to win a lot of ball games. So I think from that standpoint, I think Clemson is still pretty far ahead of Carolina. I think the skill position-wise, I mean – you know, Cade Klubnick, what's he going to be? I mean, wide receiver, they were abysmal last year. Like, so if you want to go, like, position for position group on that side of the ball, I'll take Carolina in it more than a couple of those. It's just a lot of scrimmage to me. They've still got ways to go. But, again, they're actively – and I think, guys, that's why I say, too, is, like, you can flip things really, really quickly in the transfer portal. I still think, though, it takes – three to four, maybe five years to build a program in the trenches. Like, it's just, you got to go out, recruit those guys, get those guys. And again, they're doing that, which sets up really well for two, three years from now. I think the question in the short term is just, are they going to be able to piece it together this season? Because I'm trying to find reasons why I think Carolina's not going to change the conversation specifically this season, but I'm trying to find reasons why I feel like Carolina's going to be able to run the ball better, why they're going to be able to stop the run better. And I'm like, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to find those reasons. I mean, there's some pieces in place, and, you know, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Dowell Loggins and Travian Robertson and those coaching staffs, but, or the coaching staff as a whole. But 
Um, I, I think line of scrimmage is where they have the farthest to go. But again, they're actively doing work to fix that. Uh, yeah, because I, 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 I agree with that. Few years. Yeah, but I, I, I want to ask yeah. something. Get y'all's thoughts on this so, because the portal giveth and taketh, and what well, you know, I mean like last year, strong goes down. Um, I mean, honestly, raise your hand if you really thought three years ago when Jordan Birch committed to South Carolina that we would be where we are. You know, with him, the fact that he never – I mean, I i hate to ever bang on a kid, but I don't think that he performed at the level that people thought that he would, and now he's not even here anymore. Like, so, yeah, you got to keep recruiting, but there's always going to be the chance that you're going to just up and lose somebody. And that's its tough to get over that mental hurdle. Yeah, losing, losing Strawn and Kaba killed that defense last year. I, I will yeah. say that 110%. It's I agree. Numbers. Like, it – it killed the defense. Kyle was to, huge your point, too, man. to your point, it's not even knocking on Jordan Burke, but when you're the second highest rated signee in school history behind Jadavion Clowney, I think it's fair to say you didn't meet expectations. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, you want to be a five star, you get the expectations that come with being as such, and you didn't meet those expectations. No. He got, he was very, he's a very average SEC defensive lineman. If right. you just so, look at his performance. Yeah. Now, not to say if he, if the rumors happen to be true and he, he ends up uh, coming back and get back. Come on, back. Back. Come on back. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure. saying you don't take him. I'm just we saying love he's average lineman around. A superstar, <laughs> he's not. Yeah, we want average. He, he may not have had the sack, but he was disruptive. He was much better last year. He was yeah, oh, much yeah. better. And I the end of the season was great. Yeah. His best game was the bowl game. He was. That's what sucks is I think he was set up to have that breakout campaign this year. And we don't get to see it. So. I think he's a guy that needed to be he 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 couldn't be the guy. He needed to be paired with the guy. And then, you know, all of a sudden you look out and we've seen this before. We've seen this story before. You know, you look out and you're like, Oh my god, that guy had eleven set or whatever it is, you know. Something ridiculous. Yeah. Some and, and, and the guy could have been strong last year because I think Strong's yeah. the best was the best natural pass rusher on the roster. And I think Strong will have a good year this year. And I think Jace's gear probably will be more productive than Jordan Birch. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes these in-state D linemen, man, they don't the, – uh, this is a good place for defensive line talent. And and this kid had to go to – and he banished to, you know, you know, Soviet Russia, uh, Siberia for, for two years to to get, get ready. And now he's back and uh, in the SEC and – He's a good looking player, uh, you know, and, and so, and then I think, I think, I don't think they're going to have a dominant D line, but I think they're going to have an athletic D line. Does that make sense? Kind of like back in the eighties. Uh, now, of course you can't go to war like you did in the eighties with a 230 pound nose guard, but uh, you know, Bo- Boogie and Taka, those guys are, when Boogie's not hurt, he is very, very athletic. Great footwork, good closing speed. We know Tonka is very disruptive. I think Elijah Davis is a guy a lot like that. You know, and, and you start kind of thinking maybe. Um, and I also think, quite frankly, Travian Robertson. There you go. Um, and I'm sure some of some of you know I'm with some you. of the folks we were just talking about would agree with our opinion on this that Travian is an upgrade on Jimmy he, Lindsay coach. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I find it very difficult and without garnet glasses or anything crazy like that guys just being dead honest here and understand it chris you mentioned this with us a couple of weeks ago 
um, Travian coming from the Brad Lawing School of Coaching, essentially. And but also, by the way, coming from a Sean Elliott School of Coaching, which is a pretty good one, just understanding toughness. Travian's a pretty tough guy himself. I, I think that this group of of defensive linemen from start to finish this year, as long as they stay healthy or as healthy as they can stay, you're going to look at when you get to game 12 versus game one, you're going to go, wow, they've come a long, long way. I, I, I have high expectations for this group. I think they're going to be better than people think they are. Yeah, and I, I love Travian in the defensive line coaching spot. I agree with you. It's, it's a massive upgrade for sure. So, I mean, it's here's the thing. They can't get worse than last year, 198 yards per game. Uh, but again, if there's anybody that if there's anybody to guide them to that turnaround year and, and and have them play maybe even above their talent level, and again, I'm not taking shots here. I think they're obviously really really capable players. You mentioned Tonka Huntley. I like I loved what I saw from Elijah Davis in the spring game. Nick Jones, T.J. Barrett, guys that need to take the next step. Like there, and then we talked about the edges with with Strawn and Gear. Uh, also, a guy like Terrell Dawkins, JC has mentioned that, you know, there's some guys in there that have talent that yeah. just need to take the next step. And if they do, and you have a guy like Travian Robertson, maybe he's the guy to get them there. Well, then I think, yeah, the defensive line can be much, much better than expected. And, you know, maybe it's not going to be, it's obviously not going to be like a, a finished product of what a T Rob defensive line could look like. But I think that could go a long way as well in just recruiting. And obviously, also, I didn't even mention him, Desmond Umio Zulu on the edge as well as a young guy. Another guy that can contribute. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for what Travian can do. Man. I, I mean, obviously, a game's not like great. It. I think yeah. he's an up-and-coming superstar th- in the coaching ranks. So. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think with the offense, because I, I think right Sanders, now – T.J. Sanders, by the way. I th- yeah, T.J. Sanders would be a good player. T.J. Sanders, keep your eyes on uh, I'll yeah. say – I'll say this. I think with the offensive line, I think the defensive line, you, you, you kind of look at the personnel, even the backups, and you're like, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Offensive line, though – you really have to count on these guys that have been there since Mork and Mindy went off the air. Mork and Mindy. Mindy. To, uh, we to, got a Mork and Mindy. Best. How about that now? Mork and Mindy. With a great Robin Williams. Really, to interject really quickly, I am more worried about the O-line than D-line. I think there are athletes yeah. and capable bodies in the D-line. The offensive line, especially with the nickel stuff, the offensive line scares me a little bit. It, it does. I, yeah, don't, I don't disagree with that. Running back, it doesn't matter who plays running back. These guys can't block. Right, and, right. Uh, right. It, and, look, it's a shame because I, I think that the perception is, Chris, and I think you nailed it, Chris, South Carolina has to get better on both lines of scrimmage. That's period. I, I think most people around football would say that. I'd agree with it and everything like that. I think when you're looking at the two sides, though, it's kind of interesting because right now, Unfortunately, they, the Gamecocks decided to go after every defensive lineman that Georgia liked and lost all. I mean, when they lost to Boko from North Carolina, I'm like, is Will Muschamp just messing with everybody over here? I mean, what, what's the <laughs> Green was a just a Green last summer would have almost committed to Carolina, right? Then Georgia offers like a few months back, oh, he's going to Georgia. Uh, that kid, Jordan Thomas from New Jersey. Uh, his family's all from Columbia and I'm going to Georgia. Then Oboko decided Oboko's only played one year of football, uh, you know, almost committed on his visit, looked like a lot, did not commit to Florida, you know, and um, they missed on him. But uh, hey, by the way, who who is the starting offensive line? Okay, so right now, 
Left tackle would be Ja'Kai Moore. Yep. Uh, left guard would be Mick Gargiulo. Center would be Vershawn Lee. Right guard would be Trey Jones. Right tackle right now is Tyshawn Wanamaker. But it could be Sidney Fugar. Fugar. Could be Sidney Fugar. I think I think he ate a man. He is the he- biggest guy I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Big old dude. He is. I think he may need an. Uh, he may now keep in mind Sidney's got three years left. Uh, he may need a year. Uh, this kid Jackson Hughes from Charlotte. Don't count him out. Yeah, and and the, the tackle, and also don't count the out the kid from, kid from Mercer. Yep. Manziel, don't count him out either. They like those guys. That uh, that kid from Charlotte uh, is a pretty good player. He was a defensive lineman out of high school. But, um, you know, it, it just depends. The, the issue is these guys have to all trade from Trey Jones to Tyshawn to Ja'Kai to Vershawn they all, and to Nick. I mean, Nick, Nick's a newcomer, of course. They all have to play the best football of their career. I think. And and then next year, I think they're going to have to try to hit the portal or JUCO or something because that's a gap year. Because you've got you got your 2023 guys that will be redshirt freshmen or second-year guys. And then Josiah Thompson and Cam Pringle, I mean, I, I think they may start anyway. And year but one, you, absolutely. You want, you, want, you want those two to win the job, though. You don't, you, you don't want them just to Not have a clear, yeah. clear right. path. So – uh, and then by 2025, I think it'll be the best the best O line we've seen around here if everybody's healthy. Uh, D line, and it's weird because they're recruiting well. Recruiting's going kind of so so on the interior of the D line and an edge that the state's kind of lacking and stuff. Uh, and so it's almost kind of a catch 22 because I think they've got talent right now on the D line, but you look down the road and it gets a little iffy. And so uh, it's just kind of a neat balance with everything. But uh, and you got, I, I do you think got that absolutely has happened. You gotta stay healthy, man. That is like the one place you cannot afford injuries is on the line of scrimmage. Knock on wood, obviously, but you know the spring yeah. game wasn't a great start, so we, we you just gotta keep yeah. fingers crossed. Especially so, on well. offense, man, because you're who who's gonna like if if one of the interior now with one of the because he used to be Jakai could slide inside if Jalen plays you know tackle and you had kind of you had six. Well, now, I mean, who's going to play on the interior? If, if one of those guys gets hurt, you have to slide somebody over. Like yeah. Gargiulo would go to center. So who's going to play left guard? Would it be Manziel? Is it Ryan Brubaker? Do they, I mean, what, what do you do? I mean, well, it could uh, be one. Tyshawn in and put some, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. and, like they're um, cross training all those guys. I mean, the, yeah, the, kids, I mean, the I, kid from Mercer from a direct, directly from a st- staffer. Someone as close uh, to it as you someone as close as you could get said he's going to play, so get get ready to see the kid from Mercer on the field. Like JC, he's coming to play. JC, JB, and Phil. I'll open it. Everybody, like, what what's your confidence level? Do you think we're going to see one offensive line start to finish, or do you think there's going to be no. shuffling all year? Do you no. think it's just going to be constant? You know, because I, I we watched the Incock football seasons, right, where it's like. Literally weeks one through ten, it's it's a different start. And then and the last know. three weeks or so, they have the same vibe. But like I remember the Spurrier years, dude. Early in his tenure, it was constant, constant. Oh, the, like, the John like Hunt. Chris White, you know what I mean? At center, give this guy a chance. See what he can do out there. Like you know, oh, oh, I know yeah. the, Spur- oh, the Spurrier's first year, the dang offensive line. Why well, is this kid looked better? 
Where does he it, it looked better, but it was like Thomas Coleman was in there as a walk-on. Yeah, yeah. Spur, Spur, they, they'd always find walk-on <laughs> offensive linemen. That, uh, Garrett that Chisholm ended up being a star. Remember, y'all Garrett remember Garrett Chisholm? Yeah. yeah. Garrett's yeah. a great guy, too, so, man. Yeah. This is kind of crazy. No, I, I think it'll settle in, but I think yeah. it's going to take a couple of games. I hope they get figured out before the Georgia game. I mean, I, yeah, think, yeah, I, think, that. That. I think that's when you're going to find out for sure who you got and who you might want to know before the North Carolina three. game. Just, just <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you this. North, North Carolina, I don't know if that's the game where you'll get, you know, quote unquote, exposed in the line of scrimmage, but yeah, Athens is not a good place to go with questions up front. I can tell you that much. <laughs> well, here's this guy. He's going to play today. No? <laughs> not a great spot. <laughs> hey, I'll, say, I'll say this, JC, you saw him just like I did. This is not meaning to be disrespectful in any way, shape, or form to either one of these guys. But if you look on the roster and you see Tyshawn Wanamaker, 6'3", 310, and you see Sidney Fugar at 6'5", 315, Sidney Fugar in reality looks like 7'4", 480, and Tyshawn Wanamaker looks about 5'10", 190 when they stand next yeah, to each other. Yeah, Tyshawn's almost gotten close. too lean. Yeah, he's, yeah, he needs to – he's gotten too lean. Yeah. BRC asked if Marquis a guard or tackle. Marquis is going to play tackle this year. Long term, he's probably sliding inside. Keep in mind, you probably got the two best tackles in the country. Is that Spencer Rattler? That is that, right. That's, that's, that's Rattler at Clemson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, and 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 Craiger asked Craiger uh, asked about Brubaker and Maines. Yeah, yeah, but most of the time, most of the time, your your offensive linemen take two or three years. So I would say they're just not ready. I wouldn't I wouldn't toss them out right now. But it's a developmental position. That's why. It's very difficult to like go rebuild. Like you couldn't rebuild the offensive line like you did the tight end room this past offseason. Hey, I have a question, by the way. I've got a question about the Brewbaker kid. Is he related to Billy Brewbaker from Summer Catch? I don't. What? No. You never saw (laughs) Summer Catch with Matthew Lillard, the catcher. I don't remember that at all. I don't think I saw that. Yeah. Y'all never saw Summer Catch with uh, what's his name? That's your, that's your homework assignment for the weekend, boys. Go watch Summer Catch. Summer Catch. Yeah, okay, okay. Fred, Freddie Prince Jr. was the pitcher in in Cape Cod in the Cape. Y'all never saw that. That's y'all. That's y'all. That, that, baseball that's guys. Second. That's that's a movie. <laughs> he falls in love with Jessica Biel. Y'all, man, Jessica Biel. Yeah, she's in. Y'all let me down. It's a y'all supposed to be celebrating America. You haven't seen Summer Catch. Great. Sure. <laughs> All right, man. By, by the way, guys, how old were you when that came out? 12, 15? How old was it? <laughs> I, it came out in 2001. That's like 22 years ago. How old am I now? I, I was 15. I, I wanted yeah. to, uh, JCJB Phil, I wanted to apologize for taking this week off, by the way. I've been moving all week. And uh, I realized in my doing so, in my taking the time off, that the trolls who normally litter my comments, it seems like they migrated over. Inside the Gamecocks, I, I, I was getting texts all week like, did you hear what JC said today? Did you hear this? Did you see this? Oh, my I'm God. Like, Golly, man. The, it's the like, no hey, we don't have anywhere to go. I needed to sharpen my troll hunting uh, skills and, and yeah, anyway. I saw, so, Phil, yeah. Phil, I want to say this, my friend. Why anyone would think you have dentures, I don't understand it. 
<laughs> I, don't, I, I don't get that. That's so the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Somebody said you have dentures. I know, and then somebody said I had a gigantic nose. Well, tell me something I freaking don't know. I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> You're gonna have to do better than that, pal. Hey, listen, so that and my ears keep growing, you know. JC titled the pod the, the Troll Farm or whatever. I was like, yeah, that's yeah, I said just slaughtering the troll farm. My God, my like God. Here, here's what really happens. I think it's just like we're in, we're obviously just in peak off season, right? And normally, Gamecock Nation, one of the best thing about Gamecock fans, tons of passion. But when we don't have ball, we don't have any sort of Gamecock athletics. There's this pent up energy that needs to be released, and so this is the time of year where you do see some craziness taking place on social media in the comments because people have that pent-up energy. They need to get it out. And so I think, unfortunately, we got we to gotta take the shot. So it is what it is. I, like, mentioned simply that, that Nick Emanwari had to work hard because Jalen Kilgore is coming on. <laughs> I did watch and that. And all I of a sudden, that. all of a sudden, man, it's just, like, what are you talking about? My God, you know. Uh, and I, I watched some of the Tennessee game earlier today. I've got a few clips where Nick Emanuele could be better, and, and you, you want to look at the uh, like the first touchdown they had. Jabari Small sh- shook him out of his jock. Yeah, I, you know he, he he's not a, he's not a he didn't grade out at a hundred. And but no, I didn't mean anything about it. I think I think Nick could be one of the best players in college football. Um, I just, I was just gonna, I was just saying everybody's got to work. Right? But, but you said something great though, JC. It's it's okay. Listen, and this goes to every fan base out there. It's okay. Not to crown people too early. Let's let's just let it play out. Just let it play. Can't rest on your laurels in the SEC, baby. There's somebody waiting to take your job. Apparently, he's killer in any industry. You know, if you if you're sitting still, everybody's gonna pass you by. That's a a fact. That's a fact. Iron sharpens iron, as they say. I just don't have enough time. That's that's a must champism. <laughs> I find, you know what? No, you, JC, you know what's bad too. I find myself saying face in the fan a lot. And every time I say it, I just want to pinch myself. I'm like, I say a lot of things he says. Yeah, I say a lot of things. Be where your feet are, JC. Just be where your feet That's are. Right. You got to keep a I'm big like, wide rubber band on your the wrist. Vertical field position. Like, we were sitting there talking about, he, he texted me about Kai Kroger last night. And all I heard was must him in my head. Vertical field position, vertical field position, vertical field position, vertical field. Hey, I mean, you know, we have we have JD Fakel on every every uh, Wednesday. He literally has shirts that say "Program" on him. He's he, he's run with program. the Program slogan. I'm like, golly, man, that's just we got a great program. Or, or when he would call fall practice training camp, like I like that just I don't know. Yeah, he's got a leg. He's got a back. We had, to, we, had to, we had to train his groin, but, but where he's going to be fine for fall camp. He's going to be fine for training. <laughs> Train is good. He'll be all right. Yeah. His, <laughs> his head <laughs> fell off, but he yeah. should be okay. We'll, uh, we'll let you know when we get closer. Yeah. He'll really you know, he quietly red shirts and nobody's seen him in weeks. He's like, uh, Xavier Leggett <laughs> uh, suffered a decapitation the other day, <laughs> yeah. but, but he'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, no, no, he fell no, out of a helicopter. No, he's put a couple staples should be able to walk. It's attached. He'll be all right. Um, oh, hey, where's Parker White, uh, Coach? We're seventy yards from a uh, from the field goal post. That's all right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Hey, laughs> Will Muschamp had an unshakable faith in Parker White, That's like all right. that guy. That guy, guy you know, it it's all worked out. Second Find one for the 45, <laughs> 62 yard field goal. Oh, Parker will nail it. He'll nail it. Hey, but Parker ended up being the, the most prolific kicker in school history. I, I know he kicked for 17 years, but, you know. 
<laughs> Didn't yeah, we walk you in a dumpster one time? I got out. No, I got out. I got out. Jeez. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Chris, man, oh, thanks man. so much, buddy. Happy fourth to you. Yeah, happy yeah, fourth. Thanks for spending. Yeah, happy thanks, fourth, you guys. Thanks man. for taking I, I up our it. commercial breaks today, too. Yeah, thanks for, yeah. My it was great hanging. The all the sponsors out there. So. Happy 4th. We'll, we'll see you in a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, I appreciate y'all. We'll take care. See Thanks, Chris. Uh, just so you know, we are not going to take a final commercial break here. Uh, we no, will. Uh, well, it's right the day it. before vacation. It's chief day. It is it's chief, chief day. day. It's chief I mean, I can imagine where Jamie's head's at right now. He's yeah, He was partying. Last. I didn't know if you were going to even make it in today, man. I was like, ah, uh, that'll never happen to me. No, no, no. It's like he may, he may just wake up and decide. Chief, Chief Day is rocking and rolling. Nah. So, nah. Uh, somebody goes and goes. RLE says oh, he's got a testicle. Uh, <laughs> he suffered a testicular tortosion. Uh, but he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> testicular torsion. Yeah. And I say that as a as a guy that. Really does. I can't say enough how much I like Will Muschamp. Personally, and how much I killed me that didn't work here. I mean, I yeah. guess I, I would yeah, like nothing it. more than for him to approve proving yeah. everybody wrong. And, I'm with you um, and all that. And hey, he's got a great job now, right? Yeah, you know, get to coach the best players in the country every day. At yeah, the best program in the country. So, yeah, he uh, he was just a tremendous on a personal level to me. I can't uh, thank him enough for being as kind as he was. Always asking about my children and stuff. That meant a lot to me. We really, really appreciate it. Well, just, yeah, I'm always, always, um, I'm not going to tell you whether or not I hear from him from time to time these days or not, but uh, let's just say I, I don't, personally, I have nothing bad to say about Will Muschamp. I'll always be a fan of him and his family and his kids. Uh, I'll be a Jackson and Whip Muschamp fan. And yeah. A Will Muschamp fan. Uh, every day, except every game, except one, you know, I, I really, uh, I really, uh, think he, he, you know, is a good person. I'll ask about these ESPN layoffs that are going down. Have they announced names yet? There were some people they were speculating about. I checked with a couple of people I know that work at ESPN and they're safe for now. Um, uh, so I thought I, Keyshawn Johnson, I heard was gone. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy, Jalen Rose. Um, I don't know who else, but they're going to be left with nothing but Stephen A. and Scott Van Pelt. Oh, here you go. 20, they've cut 20 employees. Well, Scott Van Pelt, he's the man anyway. I mean, yeah, you can't get rid of him. He's the best one they've got. It's not even close. Max Um, Kellerman gone. Man, somebody was defend. Somebody was like talking about him the other day. It was awful announcing or somebody talking about it, like whining that he never. I, I think I think he's an idiot. I, I've never thought he he had anything good to say, and I I I, I wouldn't listen to Max Kellerman uh, in his opinion about I much. I mean, I didn't feel like I, he I never, believed anything he said because everything he said was like in direct contrast to whoever was opposed to him. So yeah, it was like, you it can't just, believe all this crap. That you, I mean, you know, yeah, that's so, not, so not people not that were whining about how great he was and how he never Steve got the first Stupid. Steve Young's gone. Wow. Gone. Uh, Pat Maxey oh, took all his money. <laughs> the notable uh, talent that has left the network during the period of significant. Oh, yeah. Did any women get fired? 
I I I don't know. I'm try- this is pretty choppy. Not any you see on camera, I'm sure. <laughs> Long as they didn't fire my girl Laura Rutledge, we'd have no, we'd no, have, there's no way we'd have issues. Know that. I'm not advocating for women to get fired. I'm just I'm curious. No, yeah, I, I uh, Chris Chelios got let go. Um, yeah, you you said Kellerman, Lafonso Ellis. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, he wasn't very good. Jay Will Jay Williams is gone. He he. Look, I thought Jay was okay. It sounds like they cut some pretty high salaries. Yeah, like yeah, guys, yeah. former pros that were demanding a lot. But this you know, is the, bleeding right now from a financial perspective. And no, well, they keep making terrible movies. Freaking DeSantis, you know, but yeah, they make bad decisions. <laughs> Have been ever since coming out of the pandemic. Well, I like, mean, look, when you when you have the untalented Kathleen Kennedy out there ruining Raiders of the Lost Ark and Star Wars, uh, and, and I'm not even getting to her woke ideology. That, that's, that's for people to decide. But uh, I think that she sucks as a creative type. I, don't, I think she's, she's not, she doesn't embody anything Disney stands for. And then the other people that have infiltrated the rest of it, you, you know, just seem to want to like, you know, put all kinds of sex into kids' movies. And I don't think it's right. And I'm not saying about certain types of sex, whatever. But uh, I, uh, I think they, they need to get back to being Disney. Okay. Yeah. And then the theme parks are a less than pleasant experience these days, unlike they used to be. Uh, and, and it's going to bleed over on the ESPN as well. And ESPN has a certain position they take on things too. So, uh, I feel bad for everybody involved. That was a great company. I enjoyed working for ESPN. I'm not an ESPN hater. Um, but Disney's sort of done it to themselves with, with their creative decisions. It has well, nothing to do with streaming or core cutting. It's their creative decisions. And they're that, on that air. Into- their on air stuff needs, they need to get out of the manufactured drama shows and, and Ooh. just get back to talking about sports. That's all people like. I, I would, and I'm not the only one that said this. There's, you, you can ask a lot of people. They're going to give you the same answer. I would have ESPN on every morning in my office, my TV over here, if it was just the Sports Center reruns from the night before like it used to be. Yeah. Oh, so much Can you believe that? that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was. They were just talking about sports, you know, And but you can't watch it because it's so – it's all the NBA. It's all the NFL. That's all it is. And outside of that, it's all drama. He said this about her, and she said this about him, and they're going to sue for this. Well – and I'm like, I don't want to wake up and watch this every morning. I just want to see the highlights, man. So I'll watch like during the season. I'll just watch SEC now and on the SEC network over and over. Oh, dude, SEC networks like it used to be, like like yeah. ESPN used to be, like it's quality programming about teams and players we care about, right? Um, and, and I just don't, man. I, I just I, I don't know. It, it, it's the voices they amplify that cannot relate to your average sports fan. It's the creative decisions they make. And when I say creative, I'm including doing things like not sending your play by play, putting the unqualified people on college baseball. That pisses people off, okay, because people want to get to sports and escape it. They, they just want competent announcers. You know, they're going to gripe if they think they're being biased. They want competent announcers and, and watch an exciting game. And, like, that Missouri series th- this year was a, was a catastrophe. Yeah. You know, um, and I know yeah, college baseball doesn't move the needle as much, but they 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 just seem to be 
I don't know. They're kind of swimming right now. I hope they get it fixed. Like I said, I own Disney stock. I haven't sold it. It's It's been my favorite company my entire life up until the last year. I, I just hope they kind of get back to being the, the, the you know, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with diversity, okay? But get back to not being as ideological. Be a great, diverse American company. Stop being ideological and stop sitting there trying to force people uh, into roles they have no business being in and amplifying their voice as such. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're sidelining great voices. So There's no doubt. Well, we hope we've been great enough for all of you. We are going to take a week off next week and all go on vacation, and then we'll reconvene on Monday, July the 10th. And we will steamroll our way into football season. We'll have a week back on the air. And then guess what? SEC Media Days will hit us right in the face. Yeah. Uh, Looking forward to that. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed our program today. A little bit off the rocker, but uh, certainly plenty of game practice there uh, as well. We'll start all kinds of previews and things like that and uh, some major programming announcements in the next couple of weeks will be released. So um, just put that little nugget out into the universe and we'll let you speculate and then uh, we'll end all speculation here before long. Thanks to Chris and Michael Manus for popping in with us today. Uh, happy 4th of July to JC and uh, Phil. We uh, make a great team and you guys are wonderful folks and be safe traveling oh yeah and where are you are you going anywhere phil Spartan i know we're gonna you. smart yeah right everyone uh, i don't know we've got we've got a couple of options it depends on which ones we want to exercise i might oh. you know my dad's actually at myrtle beach uh state park all week next week and has invited us to pitch a tent with him. So we, we may, we may get down sure. and see some. Well, if you, if you head up mountains way, give us a holler. That's right. Hey, that's the beauty of being in the upstate is like exactly. wherever I want. <laughs> if you come down to the coast, you get the uh, salute from the shore. And if you go to the mountains, you just get JC. So you choose. Hey, and- JB, honestly, have a great time tonight, man. I'm pull, I'm, yeah, I'm man. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. We have met before. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Thanks to uh, everybody. Really do appreciate all of you uh, tuning us in week in, week out. Have just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful 4th of July week. Happy birthday, America. JC will just vanish on us from time to time. We don't know how to control that. And if any of you are going to our church tonight, I hope you have a great time. And uh, say hello. See you Monday, July 10th on Inside the Gamecocks, the show built by the Barndo Co. and live always from the Cinerama Studios.